One of the top 10 questions we get asked the most has got to be, what is the best CRM for a real estate agent to use? So in this episode, we're going to answer that question and also discuss the simple and yet brilliant model of how to organize your database in order to effectively market to it. Let's go. Welcome to the Influential Real Estate Marketing Podcast, where agent entrepreneurs come to learn how to generate and convert more leads by using the latest in technology, social media, and lead generation systems. Here are your hosts, national speakers and veteran agents, Amber and The Rook. Oh, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, today's episode is being sponsored by Sphere Influencer, the single most effective sphere marketing strategy to build relationships and get more referrals than ever before. You can get more information at GetSphereInfluencer.com. So guys, thanks for tuning in. It's so exciting to see people listening from all over the world. Jason, you were just talking to me about how you were looking at the graphic and people were starting to pop up on the analytics, listening everywhere. Yeah, we're getting to become very big in Bangladesh. Um, <laughs> no. we've got we've got uh we've got canada listening yeah. uh what's going on in canada and we shout got, out to canada shout out to canada we got mexico listening shout out to the motherland um and we've got i think over half the country uh we've got agents from over half the country listening into this podcast so that is so cool it's so humbling and we're so grateful because it's our mission to help realtors reach their greatest potential and really we want to give back so we want to ask you guys a favor if you've enjoyed this podcast please share it with others, whether it's inside a private Facebook group made for just realtors or leaving us a review. Uh, we appreciate it so much because we want to give back. And with your help and sharing it, we get to do that. Now to the topic at hand, CRMs, also known as a Customer Relationship Management or a CMS, Customer Management System. Now we get asked so often, what is the best CRM for Realtors? So we'll be discussing that along with what is the best way to organize your contacts inside of your CRM. Now your database is also known as like your customer list to a lot of people. It is one of the most important things you own as a business owner. And that's what you guys are as Realtors is you are business owners. Owners. So we don't take this topic lightly. And one of the things that Jason says that's my favorite is you don't get to be a realtor until you're a marketer. So if you don't have a really great CRM, how do you know how to market properly? Yeah, now we've got a program called Sphere Influencer where people use the latest in technology to market to their sphere. And when people join, they're, uh, they're asked to import their sphere list into our system. And what we discovered as they're importing is they're joining and we're asking them and they're taking a little bit longer than we thought to kind of import that list. Now, why do you think that is that they're mm. taking longer, Jay? Um, well, because their contacts are all over the place mm. and we hear words like spreadsheets. We hear things like, it's going to take me forever. And Outlook. And I here's here's the way that, why it's challenging when someone says it's going to take forever. Because I'm literal and that just doesn't make sense. Like it's going to take you a while, but I don't, I don't understand hyperbole all that much. I just don't understand the, the need for right. it. 
you know? Well, really, and by the way, guys, we are not judging. If this is you, it's okay. You know, maybe it's that you've switched CRMs a million times. A million is a a bit, you guys can see that Jason and I are opposites. (laughs) He's literal and I'm the exaggerator. So it's going to, you know, I understand when you, when you first start, you don't know what the best CRM is. And maybe you've tried that shiny penny. I know for us, we have switched CRMs a lot of times because there's the new one that's being released. There's the latest and greatest, or maybe your company has changed a lot. So if you do find that your database is a mess, it's it's not your fault. Maybe you got overwhelmed and you got lost in the shuffle of the technology mix up or just trying different things. But today we're going to let you know why it's so dangerous if your if your database isn't organized. So it's time to make a pivot if that's you. I think this is why people like talking to you more because when they say it's going to take me forever, you're very understanding, um, and you're like, yeah, it's okay, you know, it's, it's not your fault. And they ask, it's going to take me forever. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like it'll take it like a month, but you know. Now I'm going to tell deal? you. I'm going to tell you it's okay. It's not your fault. But then we're going to get real that you need to get this organized ASAP. Yes. And I don't care if it does take you forever. It must be done because let me tell you why it's dangerous to not be done. Your database is your biggest asset and should be treated like gold. I mean, this is something that is so important to your business because if it's not organized and you don't have your database properly managed, how do you know what's in the pipeline? How do, you, how do you know what sales are coming? And how do you know who to contact to get more sales? How do you know what's working in your marketing and not working? And how are you building relationships if you don't have a CRM? I think oftentimes that's how we go or why realtors go from class to class to class looking for that latest and greatest thing, that shiny penny that's gonna bring them in more business because I'm unorganized. And I said, I'm, I'm, I was that way too. Because I'm unorganized, I don't know where my stuff is. So let me just focus on getting new stuff so I don't have to look at, you know, uh, the stuff that I've already got that's there, but I have to go through it in order to find the gold. And you might be thinking, oh, this episode only applies to new realtors. You would be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Because actually new realtors usually have a very organized spreadsheet or database because they're new. It's when we've been in the business a while that things start getting kind of what's the word um muddled is that, muddled is that it's like your your business turns into the everything drawer that you have in your <laughs> that's desk that's a good way to put it your crm your is kitchen the there's everything a, drawer there's one drawer in your kitchen where <laughs> you you know it's there but it's got like everything you've got <laughs> erasers and then you've got some maybe kitchen utensils and like random batteries and some various pieces of paper and coupons that you'll eventually use but if you were to look at them they're probably expired <laughs> So if, if this isn't done in your business, I'm telling you, no joke, stop everything. I mean everything until this is done. Obviously not Except your- Except this podcast. Don't right. Stop that. Don't stop listening <laughs> to the podcast. And I don't mean your sales that are happening, but whatever marketing efforts you're working on, whatever's taking up your time outside of the actual transactions and customer service, stop it right now because this is crucial and affects every single bit of marketing that you have. So we're now gonna discuss, you know, what's the best CRM, things that you should consider when picking a CRM, and then what is the best way to organize your contacts inside that CRM in order to really market 
effectively. So now if you're listening to this podcast, sitting at a desk, you know, you just wrote those three topics down as quickly as you could. In fact, you probably paused <laughs> the podcast, went back and read this so you could write them down. And that's okay. You can listen to this as many times as you want. And it's so funny when, when somebody, um, asked this question, our office manager, Papasha, who's so awesome. Shout out to Papasha. She's like, Hey guys, they want to know what the best CRM is. And, and we always kind of like giggle a little because it's not a short answer, right? And and we're going to kind of make it as short as we can today, yeah. but it's not necessarily a short answer because when somebody asks what's the best CRM, well, the problem is, is everyone has a different definition of what a CRM is. So it's not always the same, same answer for everybody because if you ask Jason what a CRM is, he's going to say something completely different than what I'm going to say. So Jason, if I was to say to you, what's a CRM? Um, okay. So in my head, a CRM is not a single tool. It's a system. It's, uh, it's a, for me and my brand is comprised of three components. And so when someone's asking me, what's the best CRM, I'm like, okay, well, what kind of, what's your budget? What kind of components are you needing? Because in my head, you've got the entry point of your CRM and that is like your website. Okay. And then you have your data piece, which holds the actual information about the people coming into your website. And then you have the marketing piece. And so if you were to split that up, it's really flexible because then you can pick and choose different companies, different systems. And so if I want the best website, I'm going to pour most of my budget into that. And then I can look for free marketing pieces or really inexpensive data pieces. But so, some people are looking for that, those three pieces to be all all in one, yeah, right. The yeah. The, the website, the the data, and the marketing. And so for Absolutely. you, you it's not a simple answer because you're like, do you need all three? Do you need it to just do one? Exactly. So you know, spoiler alert: there is no all in one. Um, but so for, well, that's but, not true, literal, okay. Mr. Literal. There is all in ones. It's that you don't like them. It's just a matter of in my. I'll put this. It's not in my opinion. <laughs> hey, Mr. I'm going to start a new one called IME. In my experience, not in my opinion. In my experience. Um, whenever you find something that does more than one thing, the second thing that it tries to do, they really suck at. Um, and for all my ladies out there, okay, that was very, uh, <laughs> very blunt, Jason. For all my ladies out there, okay, let me equate this to you, anybody who loves makeup, okay? It's like, I always tell Jason, and he's like, okay, I don't know why you're telling me this, but, you know, each makeup line, whether you want to talk about, you know, I love Charlotte Tilbury or maybe you love Estee Lauder, you know, whatever your makeup line is, they don't make every product awesome, right? They might, they have what they call, I call the star of the product line. So maybe it's they really have everything, but you love their foundation. But in this other makeup line, you love their primer or in another, and I just lost all the men right now. <laughs> How do you know? And so... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Maybe I did. Got a diverse audience. My point is, Jason feels the same about CRMs, or we do, is that even for the all-in-one systems, they each have their star. Like yeah. one really rocks at the website, but maybe their marketing isn't so great. So, so that's so that's how I see CRMs. I see them as three separate things that you can piece together and build the perfect system for your budget. Whereas when you ask me what a CRM is, yes, I want to ask. My, my answer is always, well, what do you need it to do? That's my answer is what do you need it to do? Because for some literally customer, um, a CRM is just holding the data. I mean, yeah. that is the data piece to me. So I always ask, what do you need it to do? Because if you already have a really great website, then you only need your CRM to manage the contacts and maybe market to those things. So 
So the answer is, and you might have heard people answer, well, the one you will use. Well, I think that's dangerous because a lot of us will use ones that are outdated and not really great. So the correct answer is what's the best CRM? It's okay to say the one that you will use, but you have to add on to it and does what you need it to do. Yeah. Okay. So the one you're going to use and the one you need and that does what you need it to do. And by the way, there is no perfect all in one, not in our opinion anyway. Um, so the one piece of advice I'd like to give you is don't let picking one paralyze you. Mm. I see so many people like pick one and then they are like, oh, I don't really like it. So then while the six months they're investigating a new one, they're not marketing at all. And it's like, that's not good. I'd rather have an imperfect one that you're actually using and that you're marketing to than not having marketing go out at all. But I like what you said about you have to add that piece does what you need it to do. Because the one that you'll use to me is like a, it's like a, it's like a cop out answer, whatever one you use, whichever one you like best. It's like, that's why I'm asking you. Yeah, because um, what if it's an Excel spreadsheet? Right, exactly. The one you'll use. Use. Okay, but I use. I use there's Outlook. probably well, that's, a really more effective one now. That's in not going to work. <laughs> right? Because it just lets you know, just this is a personal, uh, what? Public service announcement. I was like, personal what? <laughs> Public service announcement. If you're using Gmail or Outlook as your CRM, those aren't CRMs. Uh, those are called, uh, those are called personal uh, contact management systems or PCM or a PMS. Um, that's what it's called. Don't, don't sue me. Um, but that's, that's what it is. So that's not the same thing. Mm. We don't want it to be the same thing anyway. So here's the thing, you guys. You guys are highly disappointed at this moment because you're like, they're not going to tell me what the best <laughs> CRM is. Oh, we've got our favorites. I <laughs> Now, here's the got thing. Cool ones. We could list CRMs for days, but yeah. it depends what you need it to do. So exactly. here's some things you need to consider when you're picking your favorite CRM. And that is what what is your budget? Um, because if you have, if you're new and your budget is very low, or maybe you're not new, but you haven't had a lot of sales yet and your budget is very tight, then does your company offer one for free or, or did they already supply you one that is pretty good? Maybe yeah. it's not perfect, but it's pretty good. That's something to consider. What are some other things they need to consider? Um, well, do you need to sync with something else? So uh, if you're going out and spending dollars on, you know, tools and systems, do they talk to each other? Um, because if you, if they don't, you're going to have a massive overlap and then you're really not using your budget as effectively as you could. Like one of Jason's favorite real estate websites, Easy Agent Pro. And Easy Agent Pro doesn't have its own marketing or CRM attached. So if that's his favorite website, then he's going to make sure that whatever uh, CRM he chooses is going to be able to connect with Easy, Easy Agent Pro. And when I say connect... Um, integrate integrate is yeah. a better word yeah and actually what i love about uh easy agent pro is they themselves say hey look we're a website and we focus on building the best websites for realtors um but we don't handle the other piece here are the companies that we do work with super easy so and so yeah that's going to force you to go look at one of those companies and mm -hmm. pick one of those that they work with okay also things you should consider is is this for a team or an individual so do i need this to communicate with a lot of people or is it only for me because different crms are going to shine on a team versus an individual i know a lot of people love brevity um, brevity is is what we would call or they would call themselves an all-in-one okay they have the website the the lead follow-up the marketing the landing pages like it's got everything in the kitchen sink inside of it but it's going to be a very expensive tool and one that is really great for teams too and i'm not saying individuals shouldn't get it but budget matters what you need it to do matters um but 
Another really key piece of advice is when trying a new one, always ask for a free trial. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than like paying for a year or or doing all the hard work of exporting all your contacts and cleaning it up and importing everything. And then you realize, forever. I don't like this Sierra. <laughs> Now, it is pretty normal to have some dislike at first because people don't like change, right? Jason is like, it changes hard and they're like, this is terrible or yeah, I don't, don't know how to it. use it. No. <laughs> but really give yourself like a free trial if possible. If they don't offer free trials, ask for agent testimonials, you know, talk to some people who've used it. Um, and lastly, um, I'm going to admit something to you guys right now. I actually manage my um, sphere contacts, meaning who I'm going to contact on a quarterly basis, because you guys should be contacting your sphere at minimum quarterly, like a personal contact. I actually manage who I'm supposed to contact each day in my Google Calendar because Jason and I have switched CRM so many times that I let the marketing run through the CRM, but actually knowing who I'm contacting each day is in my Google Calendar because then I know as long as I follow that, no matter how many times I've switched CRMs, <laughs> that I'm not messing up those contacts because that's where your bread and butter is. So. Yeah, I think that's actually a really sound advice because you can have your contacts inside of Google. Now, here's what I want to clarify. Not using Google as a CRM, but you've got to have some exactly. foundation someplace. So if your contacts are in Google um, and you're leveraging Google Calendar to make the contacts that you need to make um, to your contacts, then that's always going to be a really good foundation because every real estate CRM on the planet will work with Google. Mm -hmm. So that's a really super. Awesome. I mean, I can throw out some companies that are all in one, like Conversion, uh, Brivity, uh, Follow Up Boss would be just the CRM side for mm. teams. I mean, there's so many different CRMs, but again, I think you need to consult and ask yourself, you know, what do we need it to do, and then we can pick one. And if you guys, um, you know, you're welcome to go to our Facebook page, um, Facebook, uh, and then go to Influential Agent, and you're welcome to send us a message. Once you know what you need it to do, we're happy to give you individual um, recommendations. But um, we can't tell you what the perfect CRM is because there isn't a perfect one, and it depends what you need it to do. That's the answer. So are you guys just like, what? <laughs> so the perfect CRM is one what? <laughs> The perfect CRM is the one that you'll use and does what you need it to do. There is no perfect CRM. It depends on what you need it to do. I so. would, and what's so cool about that, when you ask yourself that question, if you focus on the second part, what do you need it to do? You're going to find the right one right. and then you'll use it. Mm-hmm. You know, so focus on what you need to do. Not got all the bells and whistles. What's the best CRM? I want all the bells and whistles. Are you going to use the bells and whistles? Yeah, I know so many people that are paying for, uh, you know, a, a huge dollar amount because it does so much stuff and they're using a fraction, like 10% of what it can yeah. do. And if that's the case, it doesn't matter if it has bells and whistles. You're paying for things that you're not using. So yeah, that's something to evaluate. So once you've found the perfect CRM based on the questions we just told you to ask and based on your budget and what you need it to do, Let's talk about, and this is really the most important part of this podcast. Oh, is it? I really think so. Right. Because no matter what CRM you choose, the whole purpose for having one is to effectively market to it. And in order to effectively market, there is a simple yet brilliant model 
of how to organize your contacts inside of that database. And that is in three categories. Okay, so no matter what CRM I'm picking, I wanna have these categories in it. Just That's so right. I'm sure, okay. Right, okay, right. so these are the three lists. So basically, if you're looking at all your names, maybe you, you have it on a spreadsheet now, I'm not sure, but you've got a database, right? That's every name that you've got. And those should be organized into three categories. One is the Mets. Now, what is Mets also known as? The sports team. <laughs> <laughs> the Mets would be your sphere of influence. Correct. Okay? People like Mets. Right. People. Now, we the, the old saying is people who know you like you trust you. But honestly, you know, they don't have to trust me yet because I'm still building a relationship. But if I've ever met you, the obvious ones are friends, family, co past co-workers, people I know from church, past clients. But it can go beyond that. Um, Sphere is really anyone that I've met that I want to do a transaction with in the future or that I want to do uh, to get a referral from and that I'm willing to invest in. So if I met someone, I did a transaction, but it was a horrible transaction. They were a nightmare. Should I keep those people in my nets? No. <laughs> no. Did you guys hear that? One of y'all need to hear that. <laughs> that person that you did not like, that you just could not wait to get to the closing table so you could be done with them, are they still in your sphere list? Because they probably have more friends that are the same. Exactly. <laughs> Come on now, get rid of them. All right, so you've got your Mets, and that is your also known as your sphere of influence. Okay. Now, that is the most important part of your database. but we'll, And we'll break down some subcategories in a second. But the second group is what? Is your not Mets. Right. So this is always confusing because like, okay, so I've got people in my database that I have not met yet. What does that mean? Yeah. How do I have people in my database that I've never met? Right. Well, think about that as realtors. A lot of you guys are what we call farming or you're going after a certain subdivision or maybe you're farming doctors or veterans, but typically it's geographic farming and you're trying to be the neighborhood expert in a certain area where you're wanting to grow your business. So this might be where you purchased a list or you got it from the tax records, whatever it is. Uh, maybe Jason jokes, uh, maybe you just happen to get some email addresses on accident. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me give you a sweet little tip. If you got kids in school, you're going to have that one teacher who doesn't know how to work the Gmail all that well. And then they send out a blast and boom, you have every parent's email they because they, blind copy, they don't right? know how to use the blind copy. <laughs> and if so that's awesome. If you kept those, that would be not Mets because you don't technically know those people. So you've got a Mets, which is your sphere of influence. You've got yeah. not Mets, which is any names in your database that you don't actually know who they are or how you got that name or email address or regular address. That's your not Mets category. And you're going to market to them differently than you will the Mets. But what's the third category, which is one that people typically don't have separated out? The third category is newly Mets. Now, this is a temporary category. All right. A newly met person, this could be a buyer, a seller, a vendor, a new contact kind of in general is a newly met. And once I mean, we have to make at some point, when do we make that distinction? Okay, they're newly met. Now what? When do they go where? Mm -hmm. Now, we'll kind of in future podcasts go into how I should market to each group because that's a whole nother class or podcast. But you are going to market more often to a newly met. For example, if I just met somebody at an open house, that's a newly met. And then I'm going to decide, is that a new buyer? Are they just looking? Are, did I just meet them at a networking group? You're going to want to saturate them up front with marketing before you just throw them into one of the lists because it's kind of like a pre-qualifier. Mm. So for example, if I just met you and you're a 
vendor at a new uh, marketing or networking group. I'm going to start you on a newly met campaign and make myself um, readily available to you. Maybe maybe eight pieces over eight weeks, what we call an eight by eight, or a new buyer or a new seller. Those aren't people you want to wait once a month to get marketing. If they're a new seller or buyer, you want to be having constant conversation with them. Yeah. And here's what I like is that it is in this moment, in this window where you are going to have them make a decision and I want them to make a decision. However long that is, if it's eight weeks or whatever, because we can work with someone who says, yes, we love that. But here's the cool thing about, about our industry is that you also want to figure out the no's super quick. What costs Realtors money is indecision, is not knowing, is this someone that's gonna use me or someone's not gonna use me because then I'm just in this limbo and I'm waiting and then I don't know how to market to this person. Mm -hmm. And don't assume because you don't hear from them that they don't wanna use you because sometimes not no, it's, they're just not ready for you yet. So for example, if you got a new buyer's information or a new seller's information or a new vendor and they don't reply back, maybe, maybe it's just because they weren't ready for you yet. So they can, at the end of the eight weeks, they can go on what you decide, but they might be go on the not mets list, right? Like, uh, I didn't really establish a relationship, so they're not really sphere. Yeah. Or maybe you got along with them, great, and you guys are going to start referring business back and forth to each other. They now become your sphere. So that's why it's a temporary category. You're going to use this temporary marketing to qualify. Do I want to work with them? Are they going to become sphere? Did I not really make a connection, but I don't want to waste that information? They would go and not met. Or maybe you made a connection and decided this is not my ideal client, and they just don't make any of the list and they're gone. That has got to be the hardest thing that we have to deal with is that we get a lead, we need business, and in your gut, you know that this person's going to be a nightmare or, or you just don't get a good vibe <laughs> right. and we still keep them. No, get no. them off the purge. Oh you know? my gosh, get rid of them. So, like, not like for reals. I'm just saying in your, in your marketing <laughs> mentality. Now, you guys can have additional tags. Some of you are like, that's too simple, Amber. Okay, sometimes simple is brilliant. Okay, if we, because we're going to market to our sphere one way, our farming another way, and newly mets another way. But remember, newly mets is a temporary category so that you can decide are they going in mets, not mets, or they're getting canned in the trash. Okay? Yeah. So you could have subcategories in each. Like, for example, my mets within my sphere of influence, I also have what I call my VIPs and that they're in the sphere, but these are the people I'm going to spend extra attention to because they've given me a referral or done a transaction with me. So I might have a subcategory of VIP within the sphere. And then you might always also have subcategories within the not mets. Like what would that be? Um, well, you got your farming neighborhoods. So maybe you, you classify different tags of this Correct. is this is a certain neighborhood versus another neighborhood. Yeah, or this is like the networking business cards that I just gathered and how am I going to market to those people. And most CRMs have what's called tags where they're in the sphere or they're in the not mets or mets. But within that group, you're like, oh, I met these people at church. It's just or notes or tags to let you know, how do I know that person? But if you guys look at the big picture, it really is that simple. Mets, not mets, and newly mets, which is a temporary category. All right. I mean, so how cool is that? So if I can look at this and let me recap from my perspective and make until tell me if I got this right. I have got people that I'm, I'm doing my marketing, doing my open houses, doing my whatever I'm doing to get people. And when I get those people, their information, however I get it, they're a newly met person. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I put those people in my database, but my CRM, yeah. in my CRM. 
And so they're newly met. And then I got to decide, is this a not met person? Because they came in through farming. At the, where, end, at the, of at the end of whatever with them, like communication. The eight eight. Yeah, exactly. At the end of that eight by eight, at the end of the 10 days of pain or whatever strategy I'm going after, then I'm going to decide, okay, is this person going to be a not met or a met? Meaning, yeah. Are they going to go into my sphere or did I not make a connection or am I just going to not have them in my database at all because I don't want to work with so them? So if I didn't make a connection, they're going to go in my not met. So I'm going to be dripping on them like on a monthly, just kind of to have some automated right, marketing to them. And that's okay. Okay. But if I do have a relationship with them, then they become my sphere. And then inside of my sphere, I'm going to be loving on these people and that's going to get the most of my attention. And then, but inside of my sphere, I've got an even smaller classification and that is my VIPs. And those are the people that I'm actually spending money on, that I'm doing networking events for that I'm, I'm give, delivering pies to is my VIPs. <laughs> right. And I, and again, I think we should spend future podcasts uh, for each category and really nail down the kind of marketing you should be doing for all three. Mm. But I just wanted today to give you, you know, to not overthink the CRM. Use the one that you'll use and does what you need it to do. Got it. Um, and then divide it into the proper categories. And then here's a couple of other things I want to leave you with is that you guys, you've, once you've decided your database, you've separated it into the three categories. The important thing you need to know is that you should be feeding it daily. Like when you wake up in the morning, it should be, you know, who am I going to meet today that I can make a difference in their life? I mean, your attitude should be every time I'm out and about, who can I meet? Who can I help today? Your business is a direct correlation as to the size of your database. So if your database doesn't grow, then your business won't grow. I have met so many wonderful agents who have a really good business, but yet they're still frustrated because it's the same as it was last year and the year before. So even though it's good, it's not growing. And that's because their database isn't growing. But can I have a, a a caveat to this um, and, and talking to that horde mentality because I've spoken with realtors I'll ask how big is your database they're like well I've got like 15,000 people in my database yeah, yeah. Like, well okay then you should own an island at this point <laughs> if you've got 15 because here's the thing collecting to collect is not going to grow your business so I understand that the size of my database the, the bigger I get it the bigger my business is going to get but I would like to add the caveat as long as you are nurturing these people to go from database to sphere and sphere to VIP. Yeah, it's no different than like Instagram followers, for example. Yeah. I could have 5,000 Instagram followers, which I don't, but I'm saying if I did, um, but all of them aren't my ideal client, right? right? Then what good does it do me, right? Exactly. So it's about growing it with your ideal audience, with sphere people that you know are going to refer to you. It's actually liberating. At first, it's scary to go through and organize this, but it actually is liberating. You'll find you're getting excited as you delete names. And I know that sounds crazy, but you feel more in control as mm. you're purging. Okay, Purge. How many people can relate to that where you actually get excited to throw things out or to give things away because you just feel like, wow, I now have control. Things are more organized. I know how to market because you guys aren't going to talk the same to your sphere as you talk to a stranger. So it's so important. And I know Jason's going to do the next podcast kind of about how you should, mm. why that is so important. So here's what I'm going to ask you guys to evaluate today. My challenge to you today is to evaluate, are you treating your database like gold? Are you marketing to everyone the same and seeing little results? And is it time for you to take a step back 
so you can take a huge leap forward by really evaluating your database and separating it into categories. That's so good. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, if you like what you heard, remember to subscribe to the podcast, listen to future episodes, leave us a review and share with a friend today. And if you want exclusive content and free tips on the latest in real estate marketing and lead generation, then join our insiders email list by going to influentialagent.com. And remember that God has given you everything you need to succeed. So all you got to do is take action. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.